The hosts feel it would be a little unkind to present this podcast without just a word of friendly warning. We are about to unfold the story of Frankenstein, a man of science who sought to create a man after his own image without reckoning upon God. It is one of the strangest tales ever told. It deals with the two great mysteries of creation, life and death. I think it will thrill you. It may shock you. It might even horrify you. So if any of you feel that you do not care to subject your nerves to such a strain, now's your chance to. Well, we've warned you. Hello, and welcome once again to the Frankencast. I'm the mad scientist, Anthony Bowman. My pronouns are he, him, and I'm joined as always by... That bloodsucker that is David Bowie, also known as Eric Velasquez. My pronouns are also he, him. <laughs> Tell me he's not. Tell me he's yeah. not. <laughs> yeah, I think you're onto something there. <laughs> right? Uh, I, every time I saw him, I saw the great white duke, and I'm like, ah, okay, that's the era that we're in. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, last week we had our, like, one-year anniversary kind yeah. of celebration, uh, and so I thought for kind of much of October we might try to, uh, or I guess that was two weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, uh, but I thought we would kind of try to do some things that kind of echo back to some of the stuff we had started with. Um, so, you know, one of our early movies was, of course, uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. Yeah. So this is, so this week we're doing... Frankenstein, El Vampiro y El Compañía. Compañía. Or, com- yeah, or, so, or Frankenstein, the Vampire and Company. Company, yeah. Um, which not, is... Uh, <laughs> not Abbott and Costello. <laughs> yeah, it's it's straight up just a Mexican bootleg of uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, but it's it's still fun. Listen, you say bootleg, <laughs> I say improvement, okay? <laughs> I mean, this was made, what, 14 years after Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein? So, yeah, I think around yeah, yeah, um, and it's you know it's interesting because I mean they definitely follow a lot of the same plot beats, but the things that they choose to change do make a big difference in in what the story is telling. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it, it, it's not just a, like a you know like there's that the famous sort of like the the Mexican Dracula, which is literally just the exact same movie with a different actor. Well, heck, it was um, filmed even at the on the same set and like at at night versus daytime, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that one that one's interesting because you know there's there is some stuff with like just camera angles that are that kind of tell the story differently, but it's still literally the same script. Mm-hmm. Here, this is a unique script that's just uh, it's basically like a, a new adaptation of the uh, the original source material, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's it's still pretty fun. All right, so let's go over a couple things real quick. Let's let's go over a few of the actors because the actors and actresses in this film are they're wild. Okay, first we got Manuel Loco Valdez who plays Agapito. Loco is very appropriate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it, he's... In this one, like, you know, Abbott and Costello, it's it's very much a duo. You know, you have, like, the one who's the more funny, but it's it's pretty... Yeah, they share the spotlight. But in this, I mean, Agapito is definitely, like, the star. R- yeah. His, Paco is definitely his straight man, but uh, it is mostly Agapito's movie. Yeah. And speaking of Paco, uh, we have Jose Ojon 
By the way, I caught that off the, the bat, and I'm like, Big Eyes? What? What are we talking about, <laughs> Big Eyes? What a name for a person. Uh, Hasso, uh, playing Paco, as we mentioned. Uh, then we have Marta Elena Cervantes, playing Miss Socorro. Uh, then Noria Verien as uh, Doctora Sofia. Uh, then we have Robert G. Rivera as Dr. Chonchon. By the way, <laughs> have did you look up Chonchon? No. <laughs> Okay. You should do that later. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the name definitely like struck me as funny, but I did not think to like try to translate. <laughs> there's a lot of this this is actually like there's a lot of dirty humor in here and I'm I'm for it. But uh yeah, Chun Chun is the the act of uh of uh it's getting action. Okay. <laughs> yep. So you know, there's there's a lot of action in this movie as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, do we want to go over uh, who plays uh, our uh, Alberto B- Villanueva as uh, Frankenstein? <laughs> and then uh, let's talk about El Vampiro, uh, Jorge Mandragon. Okay. Yeah, okay. Uh, and lastly, we have uh, Joaquin Garcia Vargas as Detective Hercules Boroles. I enjoy <laughs> this character way more than I should. Like, he could he could easily be annoying. Oh yeah, but, but yeah, he is. He's a. He's really the only like unique, like completely unique addition to to this versus the Evan Costello oh, yeah. one, uh, and it's definitely a welcome addition. Like he's <laughs> right. he's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, so let's get into this bad boy. So we open up at uh, the architect Jorge Labales' office, and uh, yeah, did you notice there was like a weird Annabelle doll in the background? Like I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure it was something else, but it was like a sexy Annabelle, and that's weird to me, and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the deal is with him being an architect because, like, it it's you a know, wax I mean, museum. Yeah, like he's he's got his office area is just full of wax figures, and and he's waiting on the delivery of the Frankenstein and Dracula wax figures. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and so you know, I mean, in the original, it's the wax museum, but in this, it's just like he collects them for fun, but is just also an architect. I yeah. guess. <laughs> I mean, don't you know architects who collect weird things? I guess I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, he's telling his secretary that you know he's he's waiting on this delivery of these two wax figures. This is uh, Signora Socorro, and you know he's like, can you go pick up these two figures? And they're at the baggage handling place that you know we've seen mm-hmm. from the previous movie, and specifically, uh, they're in coffins. Which that's yeah a weird yeah thing. he <laughs> yeah he does say that um, and she's like okay sure you know I'm the secretary this is what I do I just run errands so mm-hmm. she heads out and as soon as she leaves he gets on the phone and is talking to someone we never hear the person on the other side we never really get to know who they are but he's like all right I tricked her she thinks they're wax dummies she doesn't know that it's the real Frankenstein and the real Dracula right who's he telling this to. <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea. Because uh, uh, it, like, comes up again, like, later. But, yeah, we never we never find out who this... I don't know if it's, like... It almost feels like it's, like, a Moriarty or something mm-hmm. that's, like, he's, like, reporting back to, but we just never get to, you know, get to find out who that is. The true mastermind behind the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. <laughs> no. I don't know. That's, like, the dark uh, universe, you know. Yeah, yeah, for real. Yeah, that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but so then we just cut to the um, the baggage handling place, and we've got Paco, who works there, 
and his cousin Agapito shows up and just like basically asks for a job. Because he got um, fired from his last one for mysterious reasons. Um. <laughs> yeah, and as this goes, you'll be like, oh yeah, I see why he would get fired from pretty much yep. any job. <laughs> yep. But it just, it turns out he's in luck because uh, one of the, the women on staff is getting ready. She's getting married and going to be leaving. So, you know, there's there's going to be a position open. Right. But of course, the joke here is that her husband's right there, but he doesn't acknowledge anyone because he's blind in one eye. He has one leg. And the, the final joke is, oh, yeah, he's also deaf. So you could say whatever <laughs> you want about him. And that's yeah, why she like, married him. <laughs> Yeah, Paco is just like, or not Paco, Agapito is like talking shit about him. And he's yeah. just like, what are you doing with this old one? Oh, he even mentions that he's dark or dark skinned, which seems like. Col- uh, colorism is a thing in Latin America. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I, yeah, I feel like. Yeah. And, you know, that's definitely because of like white people engender racism within, <laughs> you know, minorities by, yeah. you know, saying, well, like, you're a paler version of colored so we like you more and that is you know that that sticks you know mm-hmm. and that's and terrible yeah. um but yeah i mean you know like you said it, it's it becomes a part of the culture and but yeah so this guy you know they're just like and he he's twitchy <laughs> yeah and so yeah just agapito is like why are you with this guy he's got all these terrible maladies um and then she's like you can you don't have to whisper he's deaf too <laughs> right and it's like ah the money that's what she's there for maybe he ha- maybe he has some or there's life insurance i don't know yeah, presumably. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, we cut away to um, Doctor Chon Chon. <laughs> um, he's arrived at Doctor Sophia's house. Uh, he wants to speak to her. So, yeah. the, like, the butler kind of like shows him in, takes him down to the to her science lab. Yeah, it turns out they're going to work together on something. They're trying to get rid of these monsters that have arrived. Yeah, yeah, and it's like she's got a really nice lab. Like, you know, in the I kept expect, or I mean, so like you know, in the Abbott and Costello, when the the Doctor Sophia type character is a villain, like mm-hmm. right out of the gate, you know, and she has another Doctor who's working with her, who's also a villain, right? Um, but here, yeah, you have them that are like we're we're working on tracking the monsters down to rid the world of their menace. Exactly. Uh, so so it, it, there's a little extra tension there that's kind of nice. Yeah, and so it's nice to see Sophia as a good guy for once, right? Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, she agrees. She's like, yeah, let's get on this. We're going to do this. Uh, And then it cuts away, and we meet, um, as you mentioned earlier, Detective Hercules. We we immediately know he's a detective because he's reading the newspaper with a magnifying glass. This dude is straight up Inspector Clouseau, okay? He's he's a (laughs) Latin American Inspector Clouseau. Yeah, yeah. He's just like every stereotype you can think of of like a cartoon detective, that's Mm. this guy. Yep, pretty much. (laughs) Uh, and Dr. Chon Chon shows up there and is like, hey, uh, you know, you're a detective. I'm looking for some missing items. I thought you might be able to help. Mm-hmm. Um, there are these two coffins. And he's like, coffins? Um, you know, is this a murder? What's going on? And he's like, no, 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 there's no murder. But there are some bodies inside. They're they're alive, though. <laughs> right. And I believe in, there's also a, a confusion of some words. But like, the word for coffin almost sounds like chicharrones. So, yeah, he's like, hey, are we going to make some chicharrones as well? <laughs> yeah, there's some really good, uh, and, and surprisingly, like, the, I found this from, like, uh, this company that, like, manually does subtitles mm-hmm. for non-subtitled films and releases them. Like, this this is, uh, I don't think this has an official release in America, but, like, uh, they do a pretty good job of, like, noting these sort of, like, jokes within the Spanish so that you can kind of understand them even if you don't 
you know speak spanish yeah um there's another one that'll come up later that i thought was pretty good um but yeah so so the detective's like those fools and he's like why are they fools and he's like well if they're alive and they're in coffins they're <laughs> right, not very smart <laughs> i mean he's got a point right right <laughs> and chan chan's like no you know they're 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 undead it's it's frankenstein and a vampire they're and in this it's they keep saying the vampire so right. it's it's not dracula it's the vampire <laughs> yeah um and and like uh hercules is kind of like he gets really scared at first and hearing that it's like these you know monsters but then he's like eh, well, you know there's i don't really believe in monsters those they're not real and chan chan's like just find the coffins like right. it doesn't matter what you believe or not mm-hmm. uh and then we see he's like okay so he goes to like make a phone call and then we cut to or like go to the clock on the wall and see like a bunch of time has passed uh and when then it pans back down to them and uh the detective is in like in chon chon's arms like he's holding him right because he's Uh, terrified of all the stuff that chon chon just told him (laughs) yeah uh but they, they they've got a plan now hercules is like okay i'll see you tonight um and Chon Chon's like, no, I I can't see it at night. Uh, I'm a werewolf. I'll, I'll see you later, though. <laughs> oh, he's just a werewolf. That's all. Nothing big. <laughs> so Chon Chon's our Larry Talbot character here. Mm-hmm. They kind of sneak that on you, uh, right. which is kind of nice. Right. I, I do appreciate that this Chon Chon or this uh, Talbot or version of Talbot has a mission, though, versus other Talbot who's just like, I either want to die or you know i want to be restrained in some form or fashion i'm just kind of here messing everything up you know yeah yeah so it's kind of nice where we're kind of it almost feels like they've kind of combined a couple characters to streamline things which mm-hmm. which works yeah um then we cut to agapito and uh ojon uh, or paco as <laughs> by this time they're just calling him ojon you know they're just like all right we're gonna call him big eyes that's what we're calling him. <laughs> And it's not until later that they actually give him a real name. Yeah, it, it, like I didn't catch that it was Paco until like I looked in like uh, mm-hmm. on IMDb, pretty much. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he pretty much calls him that one time, and I'm like, oh, that's his real name. Okay, gotcha. But uh, yeah, so they, uh, I believe that they they get a call at this time, and uh, Agapito goes and um, well, there's a little exchange about Paco's like, hey go ahead and go, you know, answer the phone. And Agapito's like, mm-mm, nope, can't do it. My mom told me never to talk to strangers. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well done. That's a good joke. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I like that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, Paco's like, eh, go, you know, go get it. So he goes and answers the phone, and, you know, it's Chon Chon. So, like, Chon Chon is on top of things. You know, yeah. he's, he's already, he's been to the, the Sophia's, he's been to the detectives, now he's checking with the baggage handling. Like, he's um, proactive, man. Mm-hmm, yeah. Uh, and he asks about the coffins, and <laughs> Agapito's like, uh, let me check. And he gets out this ledger, and then, like, p- puts his face, like, right up against it to read <laughs> like, it. Yeah. Is, it, it's just a silly little gag that, like, has no real purpose, but it definitely made me laugh, so <laughs> I guess that's the purpose. Yep, you nailed it. <laughs> While he's looking, you know, Chon Chon turns into a werewolf, and so then, you know, Agapito answers the phone, and it's, you know, this bit's pretty similar, where he's like, hearing growling over the phone and he's like what are you do? i don't what are you barking at and he just hangs up on him mm-hmm. and obviously you know it's it's worth noting that like the werewolf makeup is not quite as good as as the universal werewolf makeup but no it's, 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 it's not, a mask it's not terrible it's a mask <laughs> yeah but they do a pretty good job of like making it as animated as they can yeah. considering it is just like a, a halloween mask that you could go buy at spirit right now or something right <laughs> 
I, I feel like it was really hard to get Jack uh, Jack per, uh, Jack Price Pierce 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 yeah at this time so you know <laughs> yeah. And so then we get uh, a really great bit where this lady comes in. She has a bowl full of goldfish that she wants to mail, mm -hmm. um, which is an insane request. Right. Um, but I, I do <laughs> like how she's like, oh, yes, I want you to, to mail this off to uh, Morea Me. And he's like, me? Michigan? And she's like, no, Michoacan. And I'm like, <laughs> that that's a good joke. That's a real good joke, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Again, it's that, like, miscommunication between, like, yeah, two different like Spanish or in this case a you know a Spanish city and an American city that mm -hmm. vaguely sounds similar. Right. Um, yeah. Or at least state. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. Then we get this thing that is, is like an ongoing gag that never really gets explained other right. than like I guess it. Um, Agapito just hears a voice like out loud um, that is like. Hey, I bet that lady would probably like a joke. And he's like, oh, okay, I guess I'll play a joke. So I don't know if it's like his, you know, like his dark impulse speaking to him. Or right. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I guess um, that's where the loco comes in. But I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, is he going to be like Dr. Jekyll? Is, is that what this guy's going to be? That would be a great ending bit. Uh, <laughs> spoiler alert. No, that's just him. That's yeah. just him. He is legitimately crazy. And I was like, oh, is, is the fish talking to him? Because that's weird, too. <laughs> no. But so the joke that he comes up with is he takes a goldfish out of the bowl and sneaks up behind the lady and drops it down her dress. Mm -hmm. And so then while she's, like, wriggling around and, like, you know, there's a wet, floppy fish sliding down her back. Okay, this is funny just... because they start, da like, breakdancing. Yeah. And they both kind of do it. And I'm like, that that's good shit right there. Do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she's like mad, but he's just, you know, she's still dancing because of the fish. And mm -hmm. he's just dancing because it's fun. Mm -hmm. uh, but then eventually she just like shoves him and knocks him down. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, he deserves like, it. <laughs> oh, yeah. She takes her goldfish and leaves. Like, mm -hmm. I'm going elsewhere. Right. By the way, his pranks are just being mean, <laughs> like irrationally mean to people. Yeah, pretty Ab much. Abusing them, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we get, like, you know, pretty standard gag where, like, Paco's like, uh, there's this one suit. Can you get this suitcase out of this giant stack? And he pulls it and, you know, knocks a bunch of suitcases down on his head. And right, you know, that, of course, is when Dr. Sophia arrives. And so she's like, oh, you know, poor baby. And she kind of, like, helps him with his... Mostly, like, it, it all seemed to land on his head, but his hand is what's hurt. So she kind of, like, helps with his hand. Yeah, she starts massaging it, and then he's like, no, 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 it's up a little bit further. It's up on my, <laughs> you know, my forearm. Oh, no, no. It went to my bicep. It's right, yeah, okay, there you go. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> and the weird thing is, like, she's in this scene and then, like, ends up leaving in a little bit. And there's never really an explanation for why she was there. Like, she just shows up, helps him with his injury, and then leaves, basically. Well, yeah, I mean, she uh, runs into Miss Socorro at this time, too, who comes in, like, right after the massage happens. And yeah, yeah, so like, they do get a nice little run-in, but, like, yeah, I'm not sure what led her to be there in the first place. Yeah, I Other think, than that they just needed her to be there. Right. I mean, it was maybe maybe there was a mention of a coffins, but I don't think so. I think mm. she just, Sophia just showed up to leave. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the, right after she helps, you know, like you said, uh, Sakura arrives, um, and she's asking about the coffins, and then Doctor Sophia's like, "Coffins, you say? <laughs> What's? Uh, I'm I'm interested in that." Mm -hmm. So you know, the secretary is like, "Yeah, these coffins contain wax figures of all you know, Frankenstein and a vampire." 
Uh, and Sophia's like, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm in, in, but she takes off, so she's like, all right, I'm on, uh, you know, I'm on a trail here, this is good, but mm-hmm. uh, I need to dig into this elsewhere for the time being. They do have the coffins there, and she pays Paco and Agapito to transport the coffins to um, the architect's office or whatever, uh, and, and get them all set up. Right. And of course, you know, originally, uh, Paco's kind of like, no, 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 we're not going to do it for money, and then Agapito's like, how much are we talking, though? Like, how much would you pay us if we wanted to? And she's like, "Like, what is it, 2,000 pesos? And he's like, yeah, no, we'll do that for 2,000 pesos. And just yanks the money. <laughs> yeah, and so then it cuts to, like, that night with them delivering. This scene is pretty similar to what you're used to. Like, Agapito's all scared. He's creeped out by the figures. They read the display sign in front of the where the vampire's supposed to go. And then suddenly there's, like, a lightning strike and the power goes out. Right, and then our good friend Paco's like, oh, I'm going to check on that. And when then we have Agapito left behind. And as he's just sitting there, some mysterious figures, Sophia and her uh, henchmen, come walking in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, This uh, when this was going on, I was like, oh, maybe Sophia is evil. Like, what's right. going on? Because it's like, yeah, because it's like these big, it's just like heavies, you know? It's like mobster looking guys. And like, yeah, they're all like sneaking up behind Agapito. And he's like sitting there kind of talking to himself like, I'm brave. I don't, I'm right. not scared of anything. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And like, then when he, you know, he looks around and they all kind of just freeze frame like they're right. Max figures. That's so good. You got a guy with a knife, a guy with a club, and a guy with an axe just frozen in their little places. And Agapito decides to make the rounds. He grabs the, the guy with the knife. And he's like, wow, that's really, really lifelike. That must be made out of foam. I hope it's made out of foam. <laughs> yeah. And they keep, like, it's, it's, every time he turns away, they, like, almost attack him, but then he, like, turns back and they just freeze frame again. There's, like, one guy that, like, swings an axe and he's like, oh, no, like, it looks like that arm's loose. And he, like, sets it back up, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, that Paco ends up coming back in. Well, no, 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 no. Because Sophia, uh, Agapito goes to sit down. Sophia's like, do it, do it now. And the club <laughs> guy comes up and whacks Agapito on the back of the head. Right, yeah. And and so they like end up, they steal the bodies out of the coffins <laughs> and then seal the coffins back shut. Yeah. Uh, and so then, yeah, Paco comes in and he finds Agapito asleep on the ground. I do like how he calls him dummy. <laughs> yeah. And at this point, you know, Lavalli comes in, uh, opens the coffin, sees they're empty, and, you know, is obviously upset. And he's like, you know, I hold you responsible. You have to find them. Right. I'll, I'll give you a lot of money or or I'll send you to jail if you don't. <laughs> yeah. You've got the carrot and the stick here, basically. <laughs> uh, and so they're like, okay, we'll see what we can do. Right. To be fair, that's better than the guy from the Abbott and Costello one because he was just a dick. Yeah, he was just straight, like, yeah, I'm going to get the cops on you right away. Like, he, he's not offering any kind of reward for their return. Right. And so then we we cut to, like, I guess Paco and Agapito's house or where they're kind of staying. And Chon Chon shows up and asks them about the coffins. And they kind of give him the rundown of everything that's happened so far. Uh, and he's like, oh, no, this isn't good. Um, and then he looks out the window and sees the moon coming out, and he's like, oh, no, that's really not good. <laughs> I'm going to turn into a werewolf. <laughs> so, you know, he kind of does the thing, like, I, can you lock me up in a room by myself? And they're like, uh, okay, I guess. Yeah, that's fine. So Agapito locks him in a room mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, realizes he forgot his bag and goes. But in this case, it, it's a little more streamlined. Like, he, Agapito never really goes in the room. He right. stands 
outside the door and is like, well, I, you know, I know he said leave him alone. He might be asleep, but also he might need the bag. So what do I do? Um, and the whole time, the you know, the werewolf's just standing on the other side of the door ready to pounce. Right. But uh, of course, Agapito's crazy. He's not stupid. So he just <laughs> opens the door, chucks it in the suitcase, and then closes it and locks it immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a much more logical decision even not knowing there's a werewolf right? there. Like, give him the bag but don't disturb him it makes sense mm-hmm. but the, the weird thing about that he also like he knows or he's trying not to disturb chan chan but he also walks up and down the hall with a train whistle right he's acting like a train i don't know i didn't get that joke <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of those like you know those wooden whistles that you get when you're a kid that make like the train sound but yeah it's it's great um, <laughs> I think so after he locks locks the door back we cut back to the architect's office and he's got Sakura there uh, and he's like okay you know we need to get to the bottom of what happened I need you kind of go undercover go befriend those two delivery men find out what they know any means necessary marry them if you have to right. but I gotta get these two wax figures exactly kind of like seduce them but, yeah, and of course, Miss Sakura is like, "I'm for that, boss. Let's do this." <laughs> yeah, like she was yeah, enthusiastic. She's... Yeah, this is like full service secretary. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> this, this secretary will bury a body for you. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so then we cut to Doctor Sophia's, and she's got the two monsters, and they are on slabs. She's talking to her to the butler, and is like, "You know, they must be destroyed." Mm-hmm. We need so, Formula RL2. We got to give these guys <laughs> shots to destroy them. I, I guess that's how yeah. it works. <laughs> yeah, and so again, I was still skeptical because it was like, you know, I knew she had, you know, she was evil in the first movie, and now she's got this like group of gangsters who like knock out an innocent delivery man. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, they're, and they're laying on these slabs in a science lab. I was like, she's lying. Like, right. she's going to revive them. She's sketchy. Uh, well, she does yeah. accidentally, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it just seems like, I don't know, she's just, you know, by any means necessary again, like, you know, she's just like, if I've got to hire some, some, you know, hoods to, to knock out some people to put these things out of commission, then I'll do it. Right. Um, I mean, to be fair, she could just kill the guys and not have to worry about them again, but she's nice enough to be like, nah, we're just going to KO them. Or, well, I think a couple of her henchmen were like, nah, we're going to kill these dudes. But yeah, but yeah. So it ends up that like yeah, the vampire ends up waking up, mm-hmm. and um, you know, so she like screams, calls for help. But before uh, anybody arrives, the you know the vampire does his. Wait, wait, wait! You're saying vampire? I think you mean Bowie pyre. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This is this is uh, not you know not a, a Lugosi and not a Carradine vampire. It, yeah, it's. It is a stylish, you know, new wave vampire. Right? In the 60s. This is this, truly a vampire before his time. <laughs> yeah. A couple hundred years. Uh, and, you know, he does the, the glamour, hypnotizing her. Yeah, he does um, the glamour. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That must be where gla- yeah, the term glam rock comes from, a, right? This guy inspired a, new, a whole new generation. He inspired the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so then, then the, you know, the butler does show up from, you know, hearing her scream. Um, but you know, the vampire is able to hypnotize him as well. And so now he's got the, the science lab on lockdown basically. And is like, okay, I need you to, to go find me a more obedient brain so that we can put that into Frankenstein so that I can, 
use him to conquer America. Right. Well, Dr. Dr. Sophia knows one. She knows the perfect brain, a docile brain. Almost an idiot, you could, right, might say. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love it. So, yep, of course, she goes to see Paco and Agapito and immediately, like, starts flirting with Agapito and asks him out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, obviously he's he's interested. And, pa- you know, Paco's like, what, what does the- he got that I don't know? Right, what are you doing? <laughs> but and to she's make- like, he's got a docile brain. <laughs> yeah, that's it. She just flat out says it. It's like, that's a good thing, you know, maybe. I don't know. Maybe some <laughs> people are into that. Yeah. So she leaves, and, you know, Paco's kind of like, you know, he's jealous. He's kind of complaining about this. Mm. And then, of course, you know, Socorro arrives, and um, she also just asks Agapito out. Yeah, she's like, hey, let's go to dinner, you know? Let's. And by the way, this is this, this is the horniest version of this, this, uh, this story that we've seen so far. Because <laughs> they are smooching all up on each other. Yeah. And she, like you said, she asked him about the dinner, and he's like, "Sorry, I'm broke." And she's like, "That's fine, I'll, I'll pay, pay for you." Yeah. <laughs> and then he kind of swoons in her arms, which is that's funny. That's nice. Yeah. He's like, "Wait, and I'm gonna get to go on a date and get a free dinner? Sure, right. absolutely, I'm down." Now, when uh, when Miss Socorro leaves, pretty much right after, Paco loses his shit. He's like, "What <laughs> the fuck? You are doing some magic bullshit. You've got a charm. You're doing something." Yeah. What is this? He's like, you better give me one of those girls. Right. Which, you know, that's a that's a callback. Give me one of those girls from the the pre the Abbott and Costello movie. So Yeah. While he's all upset about that, Agapito hears that voice again and he's like, Paco deserves a joke to cheer him up. Right. <laughs> and so this joke is he just gets out a pair of scissors and cuts his tie off. Right, yeah, he acts like he's going to tie uh, Paco's tie because Paco's getting ready to go do something. And he's like, nope, I'll just snip it off right here. And he's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's like, so he's just like, fine. So he like, you know, puts on a different tie and leaves. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, oh, we got to go check on that guy that we locked up in the other room. Mm-hmm. So they, they open the door. And of course, you know, the room is just wrecked. And they're kind of looking around like, what happened in here? This is crazy. And then Chon Chon comes out from like a, a bathroom or something. He's like in a, a further back, you know, offset. Uh, and he's like, hey well, I'm guys. A werewolf. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're like, what? And he's like, yeah, you know, that's why I had to be locked in. That's why I trashed the place. I'm a werewolf. <laughs> I, you know, I basically I want to die. But and before I do that, I got to rid the world of other monsters. So there's a Frankenstein and a vampire and I need your help. Right. And they're like, okay, that's a lot of information to get dumped on us out of nowhere. All I'm saying, though, is I appreciate this over Larry Talbot. Okay. <laughs> like, I, I like I like Larry Talbot, but he's a sad sack. And this <laughs> yeah. and this Chon Chon is like, nah, we're getting shit done before I go. And Larry Talbot has, like, a bad habit of, like, not telling people what they right. need to know until it's too late. Yeah. But Chon Chon is like, I, you know, I will put this all on the table. I don't care if you believe me or not. I'm a werewolf. There's a vampire. There's, you know, we got to stop them, you know. Mm-hmm. And the, the, at first they're like, we don't want anything to do with all this craziness. <laughs> like, whether you're telling the truth or not, sounds bad. We're out. Well, he's like, I'll, I'll pay, pay you. you. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ah. And, yeah. Paco and Agapito, money talks for sure. Like, right. they are easily swayed by some money. Yeah, I mean, you know, they got their priorities, I guess. <laughs> uh, and so then we see later, and it's uh, Agapito going to Sophia's house for their sort of date. But he's bringing along Paco and Miss Socorro. Um, so 
uh, again we're ending up in this sort of weird thing where like it's a you know he's got two dates at the same time but they kind of both know and they kind of both don't care right mostly because they're not really that interested in him actually <laughs> right they're just trying to get out of him what they need to get out of him yeah so sophia's like why aren't you all dressed up this is supposed to be a masquerade ball and they're like oh we misunderstood so sophia's like well uh miss sakura come with me i've got other costumes i can get you all set. I'll, I'll find something for you so they leave and then we get like paco and agapito are kind of like walking around the house like soon this will be mine <laughs> right yeah <laughs> like, agapito's like i'll be rich and then i'm gonna kick you out and i'm gonna show people like me how, how i'll treat them when i get rich going back yeah. to fry from futurama <laughs> Yeah, like, Agapito's, like, pouring himself a, you know, she's got this big liquor cart, he's pouring himself a drink, and he's like, Paco, you you can just have water, I don't want you drinking my booze. Right, don't drink my booze. And if I, when I own this house, I'm gonna kick you out and sick my dogs on you. Okay, that's a cool thing to say to your cousin. Shit. (laughs) Then, like, the, you know, the phone rings, and it's Chon-Chon who is specifically calling for them. Right. Uh, I think in the original, like, Talbot calls to warn, like, the doctor, but they just happen to answer. But in this case, he's specifically calling Paco and Agapito. He knows they're uh, there. But Agapito yeah. answers that he's I, I, uh, Ivanjo Godinez. And I'm like, what is that a reference to? I couldn't yeah, find I it. Did. <laughs> I did not catch it either. I was just like... What? Yeah, it must have been a very subtle reference from the time Maybe. and the place that, that we're not, not privy to at this point. Mm-hmm. But so they're like, yeah, you know, he's like, the monsters are in the castle. You need to search. So they're like, uh, okay, we're not really excited about this, but all right, we'll try. Yeah, and they come uh, up with the most foolproof way to figure out exactly where the monsters are. They play eeny, meeny, miny, mo. <laughs> Just straight up. But they... they <laughs> And they do instantly kind of, like, make their way into, like, a spooky basement, you know, like, rickety stairs and everything. Mm-hmm. Very similar to the set from Mavin Costello. A little bit less moist. Not as moist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is definitely a little more low budget. It's more <laughs> like, uh, it looks like it was built on a stage for, like, a high school production of Romeo and Juliet or something, you know. Uh, but it works. But, like, in this case, Paco is the one who accidentally falls through a secret door right uh and you know so then like agapito's trying to find him and he ends up like backing up and sitting in frankenstein's lap <laughs> right which that's just a funny little gag and because this movie ain't got no time to waste uh frankenstein just gives him a little bit of a hug a nice little <laughs> hug <laughs> and agapito like looks down and counts the number of hands that he can see in his lap and it's like one two, two three. three hands uh, that's one too many <laughs> that's one too many hands <laughs> And he's like, I'm not a freak, so that can't be me. Right. Which, that's rough, <laughs> and so, man. Yeah. Um, so then, like, he gets up, starts running, uh, then ends up, like, backing up in fear away from Frankenstein and ends up backing into the vampire. Mm-hmm. But he's he, he doesn't even look. He's like, oh, Paco, thank God it's you. Right. There's, a, there's, a, there's a Frankenstein. Then, you know, then he does turn around. He sees that it's the vampire. And we get, like, just a great classic, like, slapstick chase scene straight out of, like, Scooby-Doo or something. Okay, can we talk about how, like, how athletic Agapito really is? Because, like, legitimately, the guy jumps up and grabs a rafter and swings up mm-hmm. to where the, the vampire just runs underneath him. Yeah. I'm like, oh, all right, bro. Good for you. Yeah, it's like a good mix of like like stuff like that. Physical where, you know, comedy. It's just running and fi- and then there's like a bit where like he finds a basket and he puts it on his own head and just stands <laughs> still so that the vampire thinks he's like a lamp or something. 
but then while like the vampire like looks away, then he puts the basket on the vampire's head right, and, runs, and off. runs away while he can't see. He pulls the old Skyrim. <laughs> so yeah, some, some like real physical stuff, some silly stuff. It's yeah, it's it's good. Okay, can we talk uh, about where he almost get uh, the vampire almost gets uh, Agapito cornered in that the, that trap door, and they're they're doing this bit where they kind of run around it a little bit. Then the vampire just stops. And waits for Agapito to run past him before he springs yeah. on him. I was like, oh, that's good. I don't think I've seen one quite like that. Yeah. Yeah, they do some good stuff with that spinning door. Mm-hmm. Um, and ultimately, you know, Agapito does end up bumping back into Paco. And, you know, he tells him everything that's happened. And Paco's like, no, nah, you know, no, that's that's not real. Like, they, mm-hmm. he do- that didn't happen. But then pretty much instantly, the door revolves and he sees the monsters and is like, oh, okay, you're you're right. Right. Uh, and. It's almost like that scene in The Shining with the dog person, (laughs) right? They just kind of turn and look at him, and it's like, oh, I'm interrupting something. Goodbye. (laughs) Yeah, and it's just, you know, like, it felt like Abbott and Costello, the the tension for a good chunk of, like, the second half of the movie is that, you know, one knows that the monsters are real, and the other one thinks that that one's crazy, you know? Mm -hmm. And in this case, I mean, it's pretty much right away that they're both on the same page. They're real. Uh, we got to figure out what to do. Yeah. Um, so you know, the the goal here is a little different in terms of like what the story's trying to do. But yeah, so then we end up like we cut up to upstairs. The party's kind of in full swing. There's a lot of guests there. You know, there's people kind of dancing. More guests are arriving. Right. Um, we even get a, <laughs> a special guest, a uh, a uh, Hercules. <laughs> and like he's. <laughs> He's not invited, and he's just like, yeah, you know, I definitely have an invite. Just let me, like, the you know, there's a guard there, and he keeps trying to trick the guard, and it's not working. Well, he's dressed up as a sheriff to begin with, which is funny in and of itself. Yeah, and Elmer, <laughs> yeah. Elmer's the guard that he's trying to fool, the uh, the lab assistant. <laughs> and I think it's, at one point, he, like, ends up leaving, and he comes back in a different disguise. Mm-hmm. I forget how it, but, like, it ends up working. Well, well it, it doesn't exactly, because Elmer's like, dude, I know who you are. You're the guy who was literally just here. And then uh, Hercules is like, oh, yeah, but what about that guy? That fat guy over there, he's trying to get in. And Elmer looks and he runs in the party. <laughs> right. But then, like, pretty much the rest of the movie, uh, like, Elmer's just kind of, like, scoping out the party, trying to track him back down. Like, uh, he's just dedicated to, uh, you know, getting this one interloper out of the party. Right. And we get a couple We get a couple good uh, dodges from Hercules as he uh, eventually makes his way to the women's room. <laughs> yeah. And comes out as uh, a belly dancer, and he's like, oh, that, there was a terrible guy in there. You better, you better wait <laughs> right here for him. Yeah. And, yeah, he's got, like, the, you know, the little, like, veil over and everything. Cause, but, but it doesn't cause... cover the mustache. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then like downstairs we uh get a scene of the vampire talking to sophia again and he's like uh i want you to take me upstairs and introduce me to your guests i want to pick out some victims right i want i want to eat something tonight come on i'm hungry <laughs> yeah so then we see chan chan arriving at the party he's like talking to you know paco and agapito and he's like i need your help we got to do this and agapito's like dancing and he's like no nah, I'm, I'm i'm good i'm just i just want to dance <laughs> You know, he's got his priorities straight. That's fine. He ends up, like, at first he's dancing, I think, with Miss Socorro, but then he ends up dancing with the uh, with the detective in drag. Right. He tries to kiss 
this lady and like lifts up the veil and then sees you know the mustache and is right. like i believe the joke is you're so radiant you're like the sun you're so beautiful and then whenever <laughs> hercules reveal takes off his veil he's like and there was a solar eclipse <laughs> good night <laughs> Yeah, so as far as, like, drag bits go, this is pretty innocuous. Like, it's not, you know, a... This is a, you know, a cis straight man in drag intentionally, and so, you know, it doesn't feel as as dodgy as as some of these kind of gags can get. Right, exactly. But then, uh, I think, uh, Agapito then gets introduced... Uh, Sophia introduces him to the the Count. Okay, let's Uh, talk about the, the name. This is a great gag. All right, did you pick up on what the joke was? When she introduced his name, yeah, I, I, it was like a really long name. I think Transylvania was in there somewhere, but yeah, okay. I didn't. So she says, uh, "It's this is Count Lorenzen of Chupa Merto e Chupa Chupa, for basically from Transylvania and the High Carpathians, or the Carpathian Mountains." Okay. Oh, uh, it's yeah, but sucker. The, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I I think the uh, Chupa Merto is like a either. I think it's like a, a Mexican term for like like death sucker. I don't know about that, but like death sucker suck suck of Transylvania and <laughs> the Carpathians. You know, it's like he's yeah. a vampire. That's what this guy is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely missed that, but that, that makes. Yeah, you know, that's where like chupacabra mm-hmm. and also those like suckers that are just called chupa chupas. <laughs> exactly. Sucks sucks, you know. <laughs> Which also um, is a slang term, but, we, you know. All right, anyway. <laughs> uh, and, like, Agapito's like, you look pretty familiar. And, you know, the vampire's like, nah, oh, I don't know. Who are you? I don't know you. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, you weren't, like, downstairs trying to kill me a few minutes ago. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, I, you must be mistaken. And he's like, okay, oh, sure. Right? I like how he's just like, yeah, you're right. I probably am. And then we get another great bit of, like, confusion about Words, word yeah. meanings um because agapito's like would you like some sangrita right uh, tequila and, with and, tequila with sangrita and yeah the, the the count's like yes yeah absolutely i would Wait, love that you people just drink blood here <laughs> he's like that's that's totally my thing i'm, right. I'm totally down for that right he, he got uh, really excited about mexico <laughs> and so yeah agapito's like well, yeah let me get you some of that and then um <laughs> at that i think sophia is like no so here's the that this is because it's you know like they're talking about like sangria but like their sangria is not like what we now call sangria the you know like wine well, with fruit i can't remember exactly what that she said it was but well, it was their sangria yeah sangrita is different from sangria it's uh oh, okay it, it's uh it's basically tomato juice with lime and chili chili powder. gotcha okay so of course he does a spit take <laughs> because he's <laughs> expecting blood and like when he picks it up he's like is this from an anemic person <laughs> come on <laughs> And then we get like a you know some more just kind of scenes of them of everybody dancing and the, there's a part where like the vampire is dancing with Miss Socorro mm-hmm. and he's like I w- could give you eternal life and she's like what <laughs> and so at first I was kind of confused because Sophia and Socorro kind of. They don't look very similar, but then at the party, like they kind of swap looks in a way, a little yeah. bit. Like, um, like so Sok- it gets a little. Socorro's uh, isn't Socorro's dressed up like a like old fashioned like sp- Spanish lady. And yeah, she's in like black lacy stuff, but like I think she's got a, a wig or something. Her hair's or her hair's different at least. It's yeah. like it looks darker and it's kind of done up differently. Right. Um, so it kind of makes you confuse her for Sophia. 
or did me at least mm -hmm. but yeah he is so it is the vampire talking to Socorro here and offering her eternal life but then we cut to this really this extended bit that is just completely unique to this film and is like it's really good it's really good <laughs> it's honestly one of the best part I, maybe it just really because it, it's uh you know it's not anything i've seen before at all so it's just yeah it's so there's like this woman says that her necklace was stolen mm -hmm. and um, hercules pops in at this moment <laughs> he's like it's like an, is there a doctor in the house kind of bit mm -hmm. but for a detective and he's like Okay, yeah, I can I can help you try to find the necklace. And his first, like, he, he picks out this woman that he thinks might know what's going on. And he starts kind of accusing her. And then she starts answering him. And she's speaking in Italian. Italian. And so he's like, oh, okay, that's kind of interesting. And, like, it's this really, conf like, they go back and forth a bunch. and then But then finally. Well, it well he also tries to speak Italian, but he doesn't do it very well. Yeah. And yeah, then finally it comes out that like she can speak Spanish. She was just choosing to speak <laughs> right. Italian to fuck with him, basically. Well, why did you tell me you were speaking Spanish? Well, you didn't ask. <laughs> that was a hell of a uh, delivery. <laughs> but then she point she you know is like you know not only did I not take that lady's necklace, but I was also robbed. Yeah, uh, I felt I felt some hands on me, and he's like, why didn't you try to stop them? And she's like, oh, I thought they had good intentions. Yeah, well. By good intentions, we would mean bad intentions, but, you know. <laughs> right. Either way, she was going to have a fun night. She, yeah. She thought. And so then the detective, like, he's clearly not a great detective, which is what makes him a great detective, detective in this movie. Because <laughs> he's like, all right, here's the plan. I'm going to turn off the lights. And, or we're going to do, like, musical chairs. Everybody's going to dance. Mm -hmm. We'll shut off the lights in the middle of the song. And then I'm going to hold out my hand. And somebody, if you've got the necklace, you can return it. Just put it in my hand. No questions asked. No consequences. And they're like, well, why would, they, why would they do that? And he's like, well, if not, I'll have to use this. And he pulls out a gun. Obviously a rubber gun, though. <laughs> yeah, like he literally like flops it against right. his hand. Like it is, it is definitely rubber. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, I guess he's going to like hit them with it <laughs> right. or something. I don't know. So then, you know, everybody dances. They shut the lights out. And then when the lights come back on... The, the gun's not in his hand anymore. It's a banana. Right? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Well, you know, and he's, he's going to make the best out of this, this situation because he peels and eats the banana. <laughs> he's like, all right, we're going to do this again, though. <laughs> he was like, that was my grandpa's souvenir. <laughs> Gun, yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know if souvenir means something slightly, like if, if that's a... a Lost in translation bit a little bit, <laughs> but nope. I'm guessing he means it's like an heirloom that yeah. he received from his grandfather. Yep. Um, but he's like, okay, so now here's the deal. We're going to shut the lights off again, and if you give me back my gun, you can keep the necklace. I don't care. I just put the gun back. Right. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so it's pretty good. Like, he's well, pretty useless. Well, when they cut the lights on this time, he's missing something else. <laughs> He's missing his pants. Yeah, yeah. He just somehow they they were able to get his pants off of him without him noticing, oh. uh, and everybody is just dying laughing at this, you know, goof like this just idiot guy who uh, is clearly not a uh, effective detective at all. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really glad they actually resolved this. Oh wait, no, they don't. We we just it's a fun bit, but yeah, there's no resolution to it. Yeah, it almost feels like they just had this actor. They knew he was funny, and they're like, "Oh, well, we could add a few bits with you in there. That'd be that'd be a nice little pad for the movie." So you know what? I mean, I'm okay with that. I endorse it. Yeah, no complaints here. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so then we cut away to Sophia. They're at, she's outside with Agapito um, and is flirting with him. And like then she just like outright says like I want your brain and, and your, your blood. blood. And he's like, "Oh, uh, excuse me, Rick and, Rick and Scratch." <laughs> and because yeah, he and he kind of he's confused, but he's like, "Okay, I'm just going to keep flirting cuz I don't <laughs> Right. Maybe this means something else." Like he's just like, "Okay." Well, I think um, this is another translation because he's like, "Well, I mean, we can go get some tacos and some salsa and, you know." <laughs> and she's kind of like, "No, that's not what I mean, honey." Yeah, uh, and so then um, Paco and Chan Chan show up and kind of interrupt the, this exchange, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Agapito, we need your help on the mission." So they kind of all head out into the woods. Well, Sophia splits right right as they show up. Yeah, I think she's kind of like, "Oh no, I put too many cards on the table. I better mm-hmm. get out of this, you know, this situation before it." The rest of them find out what's going on. Yeah. But then, as the the trio, the the guys are kind of walking through the woods, um, Chan Chan ends up turning into a werewolf again uh, and kind of like splits off from them and then we get like the party goers just find a dead guest yeah that's kind of weird like that was the wax museum owner last time right yeah well, and he's, he, I think he was just injured right but he and yeah that's right he was injured by Talbot as a werewolf but in yeah in the Abbott and Costello one Abbott is wearing a werewolf mask and so he thinks it was him that did it right well uh, in this case Agapito shows up and he's like Boy, it really would be funny if I got all these people on my cousin and told them my cousin killed this guy. How funny is that, Anthony? <laughs> yeah, so his like inner voice just gets worse and worse. Yeah, no, he he is crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he just basically tells this like angry mob, like, hey, I you know, I think my cousin was like trying to to like attack that guy earlier, so he he's probably responsible. So they all start chasing Paco and he runs away. And I I on it like the way this plays out, I'm not sure if the vampire killed this guy or if, you know, if it was Chon Chon as a werewolf accidentally. Right. Um, it, it, it never gets spelled out, nope. but, you know, uh, either way, he's a, he's a dead guy, and definitely Paco had nothing to do with it. Right. But at this point, after everybody else takes off after him, the vampire appears and hypnotizes Agapito and then kind of just, like, leads him away. Yeah. Well, there's, like, a little bit of a Scooby-Doo gag right before this where, like... The, the entire mob starts chasing the werewolf, then they get chased by the werewolf. Yeah, and then we get um, Paco and Chan Chan end up... I guess Chan Chan at some point changes back. Yeah. Um, and, and joins up with Paco, who has somehow eluded all these angry people. Right. Um, and they're like, okay, we've got to stop this vampire. That's that's what needs to happen first. Yeah, let's find Agapito and uh, Sakura because she's missing now. Yeah. Then uh, we cut back to um, Laval's office and he gets a call presumably from the person he called earlier mm-hmm. and this person said tells him that the monsters are at the castle right who is this mysterious person yeah so presumably this person is at the castle as well if they know this mm-hmm. so it kind of like uh, yeah I, I don't know i guess there's the possibility that we're missing something in translation but as far as what what is here that we can tell you know it's not like there's going to be like a big reveal that this is no. you know somebody that we know right it, but it is like there's something else going on in the background right because we've mm-hmm. got people turning up dead that we've never seen we've got mysterious voices on the phone calling in hits basically hmm. yeah it made me wonder if he, either there was a longer cut of this at some point that got kind of chopped down uh and that some of it got lost in translation or if it 
you know, on in our subtitled version, it's literally lost in translation. Right. I blame Elmer. Uh, I, I think the, <laughs> I think the butler did it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that would, that would kind of make sense because he got hypnotized too, but it doesn't really do much. So, right. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I don't think we see him through the rest of the movie. Yeah, after he like chases the detective around, that's pretty much the last we see of him. Mm-hmm. So then we see the the vampire and Sophia. They now have Agapito and uh, Socorro. They're tied up in the basement, and they're kind of starting to set the plans in motion. Uh, you know they're gonna remove Agapito's brain, and he's like, you know, no, you don't want my, you don't want my brain. It's no good. And they're like, no, you got a perfect docile brain. And he's like, no, my brain's a rebel. I'm a rebel without a cause. Right. And then we get the idea is basically, don't worry about. It. First, we're gonna transfuse your blood into the monster, and then your personalities are gonna switch. Then, then the brain will follow. Yeah, which makes no sense, but sure. Right. <laughs> we'll go with it. So they start the transfusion. And then Paco and Chan Chan arrive, uh, and you know, kind of like scatter everything. And but so then Agapito and the Frankenstein monster both kind of wake up simultaneously. Oh, we, but there's been we also get that funny little gag where Sophia's trying to like lobotomize Agapito, but every time she goes in for the mallet strike, he raises up. He's like, wait, <laughs> wait, yeah. But so then, yeah, once the once Frankenstein and Agapito stand up. We find that enough of the blood transfusion has, has occurred that Agapito is now like the Frankenstein monster. He's like stomping around, smashing stuff, mm-hmm. while the Frankenstein monster is just like dancing and being silly because he's got Agapito's personality. Like barking like a seal. <laughs> which... <laughs> yeah. Okay. But, you know, this feels very like classic Universal, except with Agapito as the monster because he's just smashing stuff, some things start to catch on fire and the fire starts to spread so you know the, the lab is in danger at this point yeah and it turns uh, out that Sophia might be okay because turns out the vampire made her do it yeah and she kind of instantly just like reverts and is like I don't know what to do like this transfusion's already happened I can't undo it mm-hmm. the effect will last a few minutes maybe a few hours I don't really know like we're just gonna have to wait it out right. and so they're you know kind of trying to like get everybody out at this point well, um, we get a little bit of a hectic moment because I believe uh, Agapito as monster kind of disperses the party, and then we have uh, Socorro and Sofia running off, and Paco running in the other direction. But <laughs> at this time, also Labaye arrives, and they run right into him. Yeah, so it's it's Sofia and Socorro that run into him, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And he starts threatening them. He pulls out a gun. Yeah, he's like, "I'm going to kill you. Tie up loose ends." yeah okay uh and then he gets like hit or like we hear a gunshot and it's like oh no he shot one of them but then no the gun's knocked um, out of his hand yeah and it's the detective hercules (laughs) who i guess has a real gun now instead of the rubber gun i don't know where that came from right well, um, well th- yeah, and then he's like, "All right, I got, I got our guy." By the way, I like yeah. that he, in the end, he does come off competent. He was, it's like I was playing the fool the entire time, and you fell for it. Yeah, and so presumably, so like. We, you know, the vampire had was talking about this plan he had that he wanted, you know, the the brain swap so that he could take over America. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure where Lavalle fil- fits into his plan or, yeah, I don't know if there were two evil plans going on simultaneously or if they were working together somehow. It's, yeah, it's very strange. But, like, yeah, ultimately, the detective has stopped Lavalle at least and 
it almost I can't, I can't remember exactly what he says but it almost maybe implies that he caught the mysterious person on the phone but right. again we we never see that person if he did right and you know so at this point downstairs agapito is starting to like turn back into agapito <laughs> Um, so they're like, okay, we gotta get, we gotta get out of here. The fire has spread a lot. The well, whole lab's basically on fire. There is a problem with Agapito turning back into Agapito. That means the monster has turned back to the monster. Right. <laughs> so of course the monster's after them, like, you know, trying to corner them, but they managed to kind of like dodge around him and get out, out of the burning lab. But now they're in like the hallways that where we were earlier and we just get another extended sort of like slapstick chase scene where you got frankenstein the vampire the werewolf right uh and paco and agapito all kind of running back and forth and you know jumping over things and bumping into each other and by by the way i love the gag where agapito like the the monster has like paco cornered but agapito just runs up behind him and starts tickling him (laughs) i'm like okay that's that's pretty damn good yeah, it's it's very silly and it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But by this point, the building is like way on fire. Like everywhere that they're running around, there's fires in the background. Yeah, this this uh, seems gets gets a little tense because it's like, oh no, these people could die. Yeah, uh, and in fact, so finally, like we get Chon Chon as werewolf, like knocks the vampire down and uh, well, I think like, he gets, stakes him. Doesn't he get bit? right before he does this i think so yeah i think the vamp yeah the vampire like clamps onto him and like he kind of falls down with uh with the vampire underneath him right and then yeah manages to stake him and then poor poor frankenstein just gets caught on fire yeah so it seems like you know so then we cut to outside and there's you know paco and agapito sophia and socorro and the detective and lavalier are all outside safe and you know the detectives like i you know i captured him he's the bad guy everything's fine problem solved case closed right well agapito has one final <laughs> prank to pull as basically the girls kind of like they pick their guy sophia chooses agapito socorro chooses paco yeah and so he's like oh paco your shoe's untied mm-hmm. yep uh, <laughs> and while paco's bent over to tie his shoes he just like pushes on his butt and makes him fall face forward into a mud puddle <laughs> You know, if I had this guy as a cousin, I would have shot him. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, then Paco stands up. You know, he's, like, just full face of mud. And everybody's laughing. It's like they're having a good kind of, like, end of the episode laugh, right. including Lavalia, who's, like, arrested. Right. He's he's laughing at this, too. Nope, the only one who's uh, pissed is Paco, of course. Yeah. And then we get the, you know, fiend in, you know, the end. And... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I feel like specifically because humor is is a little bit more cultural and a little more subjective, mm-hmm. um, it makes perfect sense that a movie like this would exist. Right. Like some of the jokes in Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, even if they're redubbed into Spanish or you know translated with subtitles into Spanish, yeah, some of that stuff gonna is going to get. Yeah, and like there there are bits that you know like you were catching little bits that I wasn't. Um, just being more familiar with the Spanish and everything. Yeah. And, the, you know, there's some of those little bits that are about, like, you know, sangrita and blood. And right. Stuff. And if you, don't, if you don't know that that means blood, like, you're going to miss that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's hard to get that into subtitles. Ah, um, but, man, the, the, the jokes, they were there if you could get them. Yeah, yeah. So it, it makes sense that this would be a movie that, like, every culture would want to kind of, like, put its spin on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, like... I'm sure, yeah, like, it was a lot of fun, yeah. and I'm sure that the more Spanish that you know, the more fun you're going to have with this movie, because you're going to be right there with them, oh, yeah, whereas, 100%. you know, we're kind of, like, 
through a second layer of translation. Yeah, pretty much. It's yeah, but I will say this: like, if if you're gonna do a remake, do it like this. Add add something new to it. Change some things around. But if if the keep the original like feel of the show or the movie, like we did with Abbott and Costello, it was a comedy all the way through. I mean, don't get me wrong; they've updated it to the times and. Like I said, there's some horny moments here and there, but <laughs> yeah, the the jokes were popping. Yeah, it's it, it's it is really nice to kind of like take something and and not just you know shot for shot remake right. it, but like at, you know close spin enough. It, yeah, spin it for your culture, but like have the the beats that we love. But then you know also yeah, I mean like we said, like the detective was like a whole unique storyline, and it was a lot of fun. Yep, hundred percent. And you know what else? You know what we didn't get. We didn't get an abrupt ending. No, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, the the sort of last button with the the last joke and the laugh and everything. Yeah, right. I mean, it, it ends pretty pretty great. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So. This might be one of my new favorite my new favorites, Anthony. <laughs> Good. Yeah, I'm glad. Like, this was one that obviously I'd never seen, and I was I was excited to track it down. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I'm here for this. <laughs> it's made my life better. <laughs> Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it as well. So I'm, I'm glad. I, you know, hopefully. Some other people who haven't seen this might track it down as well. Like, uh, I, I think it's definitely worth your time. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, easy. And in a similar vein, so so next week we're gonna kind of continue, and we'll see if this if it works as well again. There's another different culture remake of having Costello meet Frankenstein. <laughs> um, this one is called um, Ismail Yasin meets Frankenstein, or sometimes I think it's called Have Mercy. It is an Arabic language remake. So we'll um, we'll both be in the dark on this one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And again, this is another one that I have not seen. So uh, it will be interesting to see what that, you know, what that culture does with it. And, you know, again, it sounds like with it just being one person's name meets Frankenstein, it might be a little more like this where there's a, a singular character um, you know, I, I assume there will still be a straight man, but I don't know. We'll see. Maybe not. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, it seems like seemed like fun to do these back to back and see what two different cultures do with this sort of like classic movie that we you know talked about you know about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Fair enough. All right, Anthony. Where can they find us? So you can find us um, on Twitter and Instagram at the Frankencast. You can find us on YouTube. Um, you can email us at thefrankencast at gmail.com. Um, and you can also find us at patreon.com slash thefrankencast, where we've been getting up to some real weird stuff lately. <laughs> yep, so, uh, sure have. <laughs> it's a yeah, dick in so, the tube. <laughs> never going to yeah. stop that now. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, obviously, we're never going to stop doing, you know, not, not net, but like, we're going to keep doing what we're doing here in the mm-hmm. main feed, whether you can join us on Patreon or not. But if, uh, but you're missing out on a lot of fun over there if, if you're not, not joining us there. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And also, shout out to our patrons, uh, Santos Medranos. Uh, we've got Hayden Orr. We've got John Howell. And um, I'm missing, oh, and Kramer, our new patron, Kramer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Kramer, my uh, brother-in-law, uh, just jumped on the Patreon. So uh, yeah, so thanks, thank guys. You. So, <laughs> nice to have family there. So yeah, all right. Um, yeah, so um, yeah, join join those guys if you'd like. Um, we'd love to have you. And if not, you know, 
you know the drill rates and reviews are also very welcome and just any kind of engagement we'd love to hear from you absolutely wherever you're comfortable reaching out yep and we're always there mostly on twitter and on and gmail of course but you know we'll answer you wherever we see you yep absolutely all right well in that case to be continued Thanks for listening.